The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. We're so glad to have you at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here. And so, Bubba, let me ask you. You ever been going through life and things just going along really hunky-dory, copacetic, everything just wonderful, and all of a sudden... And then wham! Boom, out of left field. Mm-hmm. You become aware of something that had been lurking all along, like maybe a, an animal living in the attic or a slow leak in the basement. That ever happened to you? I, I Yes, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't know uh, one specific instance. I could probably talk about 30 <laughs> specific instances. Not that you yeah. weren't being responsible. Yeah. And not that you mm-hmm. weren't being aware. But we have so many things going on in our mm-hmm. lives that there could be lurking things. Right. Um, you know, you have companies like ServPro that make a living mm-hmm. out of putting things back and like it never uh, sure. happened before. Mm-hmm. And some of those are instant issues right you know storms or floods or what mm-hmm. some of them as a result you had a, a leak for two years right in that upstairs bathroom and you really mm-hmm. didn't know it because it was going down a different rock a rafter and you didn't mm-hmm. see it and then all of a sudden right so as you meet with people in their financial lives what are some of the things that just come to mind that the average person has lurking in their financial life or in the circumstance of life that's going to come back and bite them financially that maybe, you know, we're going to work, we're paying mm-hmm. our taxes, we may give money to our favorite charities. We're not being irresponsible here, but boom, like you said. So the, I think the boom moment that I see uh, many individuals uh, within their financial life is, man, I've, I've hit a certain age and I don't feel like I've saved enough for retirement. So what would you say that average certain age is when they walk in and say, uh-oh? I, I think it's that half a century mark. Somewhere around 50? Somewhere around 50. Mm-hmm. And those individuals, uh, they say, man, you know, I've, I've been busy i've been doing life raising kids working every day but mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm anywhere near uh where i need to be from a savings perspective mm-hmm. to meet my retirement goals yeah now sometimes uh, people come in and they say that and i say well actually you're you're right on track with what your goals are and what you need to be doing they're right? surprised they're and doing they're, so they're, well. they're pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. right yeah other people come in and they're woefully behind mm-hmm. right um, I would say though that around that fifty mark, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, things tend to get a little bit better for a lot of individuals. And why do I say that? Yeah. Huh. Well, um, somewhere around that time frame, you usually have kids either grown or out of the house and off the payroll. Oh, I get a raise. Right. 
Uh, and it may be 55, it may be 45, you know, who knows, but uh, you're going to get a raise. Uh, you're usually in your prime earnings years as far as your career goes. Um, and you're, you're still uh, very much young enough to make a career change. If you needed if to. If you needed to or wanted to. And maybe you got some debt paid off. Mm-hmm. Right. The house is close to being mm-hmm. paid off by the time you're 50. Yeah. And you sometimes you and you feel like maybe you got a little more uh, breathing room, wiggle room, That's right. if you will. Right. Um, so but that, if, if you think of it, and you've got you know your, your car's paid off, you've got no college expenses, you've got a, a mortgage that's paid off. As I said, that's a raise. How much does that equate to? Right. Yeah, for the average person, I mean, two thousand dollars a month. It could be twenty four, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. think of it in those perspectives, mm-hmm. so uh, you know a lot of times uh, people people will look at it and say, "Well, you know, I've got kids out of the the, the house; they're on their own, they're doing well, et cetera, et cetera." Mm-hmm. And maybe they get their house paid off, but they don't really have a plan for what they're going to do with those dollars. Ooh, and yeah. it's like sands through the hourglass, <laughs> right? These are the days of our lives. I start eating out five yeah. days a week instead of two. Yeah. And before they know it, they're 60. They still haven't saved any more mm-hmm. ancillary than what they, they had been doing. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, they wonder where this $300,000 worth of uh, potential savings has gone mm-hmm. that they could have done over the last two And, years. you know, part of this whole issue of getting to age 45 or 50 and realizing, uh uh-oh, I may or may not need to see where I am, Mm -hmm. is that earlier on in life, they may have had an extra $100 a month. Right. But they don't have enough respect for the uh, effects of compound interest. That's right. Mm -hmm. To have started when they were 25. Mm -hmm. Well, I only have $100 Mm -hmm. a month. That ain't going to make much different. I'll wait until I get the house payoff. How much difference could that make? So I, I did the math the other day, for, and this is just fresh on my mind, but mm-hmm. uh, a, a young 19, 20-year-old came into the office, mm-hmm. uh, has been very diligent with saving money and that sort of thing, uh, luckily has been gifted some money mm-hmm. over the years, mm-hmm. and this individual has $50,000, right? When they're 19? When they're 19 to 20 years old. Dude. What a what an incredible leg up on life, right? <laughs> yeah. So I did the math and I said, look, you know, if you saved five hundred dollars a month. In addition to the fifty you in have. In addition now? to the to the fifty that you've already got, uh-huh. when you turn sixty, you're gonna have about two point seven five to three million dollars. Million? Million dollars. Yeah. And so that goes back to your point about compounding interest, right? Uh-huh. The earlier you start, yeah. The I mean, it's like it's a self fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the earlier you start, uh, and the more you begin to save early on, the more you'll have later on. Yeah, and if if you had respect mm-hmm. for that mathematics, right, and for the compounding, then when you get to fifty, how much farther closer to your mm-hmm. goal could you be yeah. when you have this uh, eureka moment, right? And like, how am I doing? I'm going to do some math over the break, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get to that same 2.75 to $3 million mark uh-huh. if you started 10 years later. Okay. So how much? So you said the kid started with 50. Started with 50000 and, and saving $500 a month. So you're going to say how much more would he have to save right. if he waited until he was 29? 29 or 30. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And many of us are going to say, ah, probably not that much more. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to see. We shall see. Yeah, and then we'll have a little Mm -hmm. more respect for the compounding that could happen when we're younger. And even if you Mm -hmm. have just a little, $25 a week, what the difference could be and how. Something positive, a surprise Mm -hmm. could be lurking in your future and that is positive Mm -hmm. as opposed to one of these negative surprises we're going to continue to talk about at the Advisors Roundtable here on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So Bubba, we're talking about these things that can lurk and be happening in your life and you're not really notice it because you're busy you wake up when you're 50 am i saving enough am i ready for retirement and i've got the kids out of the house i paid off the debt and you know what do i do mm-hmm. and we said you know maybe you wouldn't be in that situation if you had a little bit more respect for mathematics right when you right. were younger so you yeah. gave an example yeah i uh, call it the eighth wonder of the world sometimes okay the magic of compounding interest mm-hmm. yeah it is. I did. So I, I started with this example of this individual that came in, had $50,000 saved, mm-hmm. young guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, part of this was gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it was working uh, uh, savings that he had, but uh, the majority of it gifts. Right. Uh, this individual is still in college. Uh, at some point, will begin working, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But, you know, starting at age 20 and going to age 60, it's 40 years, Yeah. right? Which mm-hmm. is basically what I calculated. Mm-hmm. At the end of 40 years, if you're saving $500 a month and you start with $50,000, mm-hmm. you're going to have around $2.9 million. Almost $3 million. Almost $3 million. Now, not everybody's going to have the 500 right. at 19 or 20 years old. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So let's say that you get to 29 or 30, 10 years later, right. we let you get into mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. Get the down payment for a house. Yeah. Get the first car paid for. So everything remaining constant, right? Uh-huh. At age uh, 30 years old, mm-hmm. you've got $50,000 to begin investing. Okay. And you want to reach the same goal of $2.9 million. Okay. So let's say you had a cousin who uh-huh. did it when he was 20. Right. You weren't able to do it, but mm-hmm. you get to 30 and you're like, I think I can do that now. I think I can I got do a that. little breathing yeah. room. How much do I need to put in, Bubba, to get $2.9 million? So on a monthly basis, you need to put in $1,615. $1,115 more? Oh, yeah. 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 Then my cousin had to. Right. Because of the 10-year difference. Yeah. More than three times (laughs) over that 10-year difference. Right? Yeah. So I I got a fancy calculator, and it doesn't take me long to do these numbers, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But if you uh, reduce that down to 20 years, let's say that you had another cousin that waited until age 40 to start this, mm-hmm. right? He's not going to let you get past him. He's going to have 2.9 by the time he gets to 60. 2.9 by the time he gets to 60. What's the amount that he or she has to do in order to get to that amount by age 60? Because, again, you're only at 20 years at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. $4,594 every month to get to $2.9 million. And the first cousin only had to have $500. That's right. Now, if you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. and we haven't impressed you that starting early is a secret to this, please listen Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Start early. Right. Now, you don't have to start with $50,000. You don't have to start with $500. We're just using those as nice round numbers. What if you only start with $1,000 and only had $25 a month? It would make a difference. It, it certainly would. And the earlier you start, the better. I, I went ahead and I did the 10-year number as well. 
So if you started at age 50 and wanted to make it to 2.9 million. So you come into Bubba's office. Yeah. Hey, Bubba, I got $50,000 and I'm 50 years old. I want, I want to be like, uh, all my know, other cousins, all my other cousins, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. $15,528 <laughs> a month. Oh, Oh yeah. It ain't doable. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> unless you uh, perform a lot of rocket surgeries, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Maybe you're a kept man and mm-hmm. you just use all of your salary. Sure. And part of hers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 15,000 a month. That's right. Whew. So if you're concerned about having one of these lurking issues when you're 50, you wake up when you're 50 and you're like, you know what? I really have never had anybody who has one of these fancy calculators uh, sit down with me. And no advisor really talked to me about how this mathematics and compounding works. And, uh, will I be taxed later on? Where's the best place for me to stick this $500? Uh, all of those things can be addressed, but you've never done it before. And you wake up when you're 50 and you're like, oh boy, I may have uh, something lurking in my life. I'm, I may not be prepared, right. you know, because you mm-hmm. wake up when you're 50 and you say you want to be at the same place your cousins are when they're 60 and then Bubba runs the number and tells you, ooh, $15,000 a month. That's probably not going to be doable for you. But if you'd started earlier... Okay, so the respect for the mathematics is very important to keep something from lurking in your life. Well, so here's the other number that I want to give you associated with these. And while we're going through them, I think we've got time to do it during this break here. Right. Um, Let's talk about those monthly payments that you're making. Mm-hmm. All right. So in every instance, we started with fifty thousand dollars. It's just basically mm-hmm. seed money or, or regular investment money. Yeah. Right. You'd saved it. Grandma yeah. gave it to you. You sold a house. Whatever. And we're trying to achieve this goal of two point nine million dollars. Basically, want right? three million dollars, and you yeah. don't want your cousins yeah. to beat you. Here's here's also where the the magic of compounding numbers and compounding interest works for you. Tell right? me. Mm-hmm. For the 40-year time horizon, somebody who's 20 years old and wants that amount at age 60, right? Mm -hmm. What's the total amount of money that they have invested over that time frame? All right, so before you Mm -hmm. tell me what your fancy calculator did, I I think I can do a little quick here. I started with 50. I'm going to do 500 a month. So 500 times 12 says that I'm going to have six thousand a mm-hmm. year in and I'm gonna have to right. do that for forty years. Mm-hmm. So six thousand times forty, two hundred and forty thousand plus the fifty. I got two ninety. Two hundred and ninety thousand dollars. I put two hundred and ninety in over forty right. years. Right. And I got almost three million. Basically tenfold on your money, right? Because if you're going to 2.9 and you got 290 in, yeah, yeah, that's in essence how the, the math works out, right? Okay, all right, okay, yeah, and that was uh, starting with a 40 year time horizon, starting at six mm-hmm. or, or uh, 20 and wanting to go to 60 and have this 2.93 right. million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, I think. Not necessarily everybody can do that. Not everybody has $50,000 when they're 20 years old. But maybe you've got $250 a month. Maybe you got $500 a month. Maybe mm-hmm. you got $25 a month. Yeah. The point here is the calculations of the math, right? Uh-huh. So let's go to the 30-year time horizon. Okay, okay. starting at age 30. So going to uh, go for 30 years right? until I'm 60. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, over that time frame, you've done $1,615 a month. Mm-hmm. For a thirty-year time horizon, yeah, that's right? What you said plus the original fifty. Uh-huh. So you got five hundred and eighty-one thousand of the monthly 
allotments plus another 50 on top of that. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, over 600,000. 631,000. Yeah, okay. Roughly. All right. That you've got invested over that time frame, right? Uh-huh. So for the 20-year time horizon, mm-hmm. you've got $1,131,000 put in. Put in. And yeah, to reach that goal. You're supposed to have 2.9 at the end. Correct. All right. And then on the 10-year, you've got $1.89 million. Almost $2 million in. Almost $2 million uh, over that time horizon of 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, again, starting early it really is the cat's meow. Right. And I, I know we've used some big numbers mm-hmm. here. So let's just back it up. And let's say if you start, do your little fancy calculator there. Right. If you're 20 years old and you got you saved $1,000. You worked last summer mm-hmm. and you saved $1,000 and you want to get started. And you got $25 a month. Okay. All right. And you're going to do this for 40 years. Now, while he's doing the calculations, see what it's going to be. We're going to assume I'm, an 8% rate of return. Yeah. So which when is you what get I did to on the 60, yep. we want to see what we're going to have. Starting yep. with 1000 mm-hmm. putting in $25 a month. Now, $25 a month for most of us is pretty doable. I think that's doable for just about everybody. All right. That's $300 yeah. a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. $112,000 is the end result. Really? Yeah. $112,000 a year with no, no, three. No, no. $112,000 at ending dollar amount at, at age 60. All right. But I only put per year 300 bucks in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My goodness. It is very imperative that we start early. Yeah. Now. You've got 12000 or $13,000 of your own money in there to reach $112,000, $113,000. So it's a free $100,000. Yeah. That two or three things had to happen. I had to do this. You had to had be to, disciplined. I had to start early. Right. I had to do it every month. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stop. See, what we find is another thing that's lurking. The other thing that's lurking is your own desires. So you're going to do this, and you're going to put the 1000 in. You're going to put the $2,500 a month in, and you're going to get into it about seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have four or $5,000. You know how many people in this part of the world have four or five thousand free d- dollars that not pledged? Yeah, that's just there in an account. Well, just based on the the Walmart math, I'd say about thirty percent of individuals have that. There you go. The other seventy percent of us don't, mm-hmm. and so we get to having five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Our own desires lurk mm-hmm. within us, and what happens? All that vacation comes calling. You got a four wheeler, maybe a new vehicle, a shotgun. Yeah. 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 Now, this is long term money we're talking about Mm -hmm. here. You're going to be saving for other things, right? Because there are some other things in your life that could be lurking that you need to be thinking about. See, this is just part of your savings money that's the long term money. Sure. This is the 40 year Mm -hmm. money. But I need to be saving for the down payment on the car, don't I? Right, you do. Which is separate from mm-hmm. this. Correct. I need to be saving for a down payment mm-hmm. on a house, which is separate from this. I need to be saving mm-hmm. for maybe the engagement ring, which is separate mm-hmm. from this. Because in order for this to work, i got to leave it alone. Right. And you have to be consistent with your savings. Yeah, so we're going to come back. We're going to talk a couple uh, about a couple more things that may be lurking in our lives. We're not even aware of. 
at the Advisors Roundtable. Thank you for being with us at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you. So, Bubba, we're talking about these things that may be lurking mm-hmm. in our lives. Uh, mathematics and other things, uh, that eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. And we talked about on the early end of your life spectrum here, mm-hmm. needing to have some respect for that mathematics when you're younger. Here's one that I find on the rear end of our life spectrum that is lurking, and that's your longevity. Well, and I, I was just about to go immediately to long-term care, yeah. right? But longevity, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Is, is, All right, so I looked it up this morning. Uh-huh. There is a survey that was done by George Washington University. and it No, George Mason, sorry. And it asked people, how long do you think you're going to live? And it asked 1,760-year-olds. Okay. All right. Now, we'd say that, you know, 60-year-olds, I'm around that age myself. Mm-hmm. We all still think we're 18. Well, 60 is the new 40. Well, I'm hoping yeah. so. But, you know, 60-year-olds ought to be getting a little bit of a taste of their their mortality, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Especially after we've come through COVID and mm-hmm. seen all these 40, 50, 60-year-old people sure. who are not with us any longer. Right. And so they asked this last year, these 1,760-year-olds, how long do you think you're going to live? And then compared it to the actual statistics of what the Bureau of Labor Statistics tells us. Uh, okay. I know where this is going. All right. But, so they yeah. said, you know, hey, Bubba, you're, mm-hmm. you're not, but let's just say that there is a Bubba out there who's mm-hmm. 60 years old. How long do you think you're going to live? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd say I'd be lucky the way I've lived my life if I make it to age 72. Mm-hmm. You know what? Over 60% of the 60-year-olds estimated their mm-hmm. life expectancy to be less than 15 years. You're exactly okay, so right. So 75 is what they were saying, right? Uh-huh. Over 60%. Yeah. Now, they ask them, why? At 60 years old, you're telling yourself that 15 years from now, I'm pushing up daisies. That's what 60% of your, your compa- compatriots are thinking. Mm-hmm. Those others who are 60 years yep. old. Now, they ask them, well, why, Bubba? Why don't you think you're going to live any longer than that? Well, that's how old my parents were when they died, uh-huh. right? Yeah, they have comparative bias. If, if, if they made it that long, uh-huh. right? Yeah, so they have comparative yeah. bias. Mm-hmm. Now, they're comparing it, as you said, to their parents, to their grandparents, to the aunts, mm-hmm. uncles. They're also comparing it to people that just, here's another one, recency bias. Mm-hmm. All those people who did die. Right. During COVID mm-hmm. that are around my age. Yeah. And so they, yeah. many people. If they've died, man, I, I, I'm mm-hmm. not long for this world. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and a lot of people think they actually responded that they think they're being a little liberal with that number. Mm-hmm. They're giving themselves a couple of extra yeah. years mm-hmm. to be 62 to six or 72 to 75. Okay. So what's the real number for men? If you're age 60, and you're just in normal health. It's 25 years. Yeah. Okay? For women, it's 28 years. Mm-hmm. So let's add the, the numbers. 25 plus 60 is... 85. If you're a 60-year-old man, you got a good likelihood, yeah. or the statistics say more than half of you are going to live to 85. Right. If you're a woman, 88. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that tell me about my money? It needs to last a long time. 
and or you need to consider working beyond age mm. 60 or 62, which most people don't want to hear, right? Uh-uh. I think that's another big age that's probably lurking out there is mm-hmm. age 60 to 62. They they know that, well, I can take Social Security early. Mm-hmm. They taste it. Don't yeah, they? I can retire early. I've seen other people do it, right? Mm-hmm. It might have been this 19-year-old that started putting $500 <laughs> away every month. No wonder he can't. Yeah. Right? Right. Or his grandmother did it mm-hmm. for him. Sure. Huh? And so, yeah, there are some people who, I mean, we know people who are 50 mm-hmm. that can't afford to do it because right. they were in a, maybe a career that made sure. they made a lot of money or mm-hmm. they sold a business or whatever. There are people who can't, mm-hmm. but quit comparing yourself. Right. You don't necessarily know what's mm-hmm. going on in their finances. Right. Mm-hmm. We've had people who can't, who would come in and say, you know, I, I'm going to retire. Bubba and Bubba say, you know. Uh, I know how, what the longevity charts say, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you have enough. Yeah. And then they say, I've got a terminal disease. Right. And they tell me I'm not going to live more than three years. Mm-hmm. You can kind of understand that, but the only people who understand sure. that is the, the client, mm-hmm. the patient, right. and the advisor. Mm-hmm. All the other people out there looking and going, well, I don't know why Bob retired. Mm-hmm. He retired at age 56. Mm-hmm. I guess I need to think about retiring too. Sure. Well, you don't know what's going on in Bob's life. Right. So this comparative bias mm-hmm. can get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we address that then? Let's say that you have somebody at age 50 and they come in. They said, you know, I heard you boys on the radio and you're talking about that longevity mm-hmm. thing and all that actuarial table stuff and uh what do I do, Bubba? How do I start right now handling that? So, that when, you know, if I live to 85. Well, so number one, I'm glad that they're coming in at age 50 to mm. discuss that. I'd prefer mm. to see them at 40 or 30 or 20, mm. right? Mm. But if they come in at 50 and say, how do I address this? How do I, uh, you know, cover these concerns, these issues? Mm-hmm. And these are my goals that I want to reach to. Right. We can work that out usually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And whether that's uh, saying, well, you're not going to re- be able to retire at age 62. You're going to have to wait till 65 mm-hmm. or 67, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to save X amount in order to reach this goal. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are mathematically, we can, we can come up with pretty good, um, pretty good statistically based reasons to mm-hmm. do certain things mm-hmm. upon certain times, mm-hmm. all that. Right. Right. Um, which, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot better than somebody coming in at age 62 saying, I retired. Can I do it? <laughs> We've had that happen too, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recently retired. Tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You did what? Right. Did, weren't we supposed mm-hmm. to have talked a year or two before, uh, before you sure. made this decision? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you know, wrecking the car and then going to see the car uh, insurance mm-hmm. salesman. Right. He ain't going to sell you car insurance after the car is wrecked. That's right. And so we need to talk about this before you made that decision, mm-hmm. right? Right. Now, what happens if you're 60 or 62 and you've made this decision and you didn't think about your longevity? You're thinking you're going to mm-hmm. live only to 60 or 72 to 75 and you wake up and you're 80. Mm-hmm. Could you be out of money? Very, very possible that you could be out of money. So what does that mean for you, yes. right? Yeah. That means a drastic change in your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, we, we try not to stereotype mm-hmm. and use uh, a, a direct 
um, examples of things because we don't want to mm-hmm. seem as if we're insulting anybody. Right. But in our society, the greeter at Walmart has gotten a lot of bad press. Right. Right? Right. Because there are some people mm-hmm. who like that job and want that job and are young. But a lot of people have got mm-hmm. this mind's eye picture mm-hmm. yeah. of an 89-year-old dude mm-hmm. standing there because it's the only way he can yeah. keep the cat food coming in. Right. Right? In my in my mind, I picture an 80-year-old out uh, down in a ditch with a shovel mm-hmm. You know, shoveling out a ditch mm-hmm. because that's basically the last. I can't think of anything worse mm-hmm. for me personally. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to be forty years old and standing in a ditch shoveling. You know, but yeah, 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 yeah. And, and are we being melodramatic here? I don't think so. No. Huh? Mm-mm. What we're trying to do is say, hey, dude, there's something lurking. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the home maintenance guy coming by your house uh, every year or two and say, hey, man, let me give you a, a quick once over mm-hmm. here. I need to tell you. And if I come back and say, hey, you know, there's a little slow leak right. downstairs. Mm-hmm. You haven't noticed it yet, but pretty soon your house is going to be cattywampus. That's right. Because there, there are a couple of those floor joists going to mm-hmm. give way pretty soon. Sure. Uh, w- would you would you appreciate that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so there are some of these lurking things that, that we see pretty mm-hmm. often. And this longevity thing is a big part. Right. It's a big deal. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you live to 60 and you haven't gotten debilitating heart disease or had cancer yet mm-hmm. or really debilitating diabetes, you know, like uh, maybe type 1. Mm-hmm. Likelihood is you're going to live past what you think you are. That's right. Now, most people don't sign up to die on a specific day. No. Now, well, the day I turn 75, I'm going to cash in all my chips. Mm-hmm. It may be before that, but great likelihood is it's going to be after that. And you got to have some cash to be able to make it work. All right. So that longevity thing, I think there are ways to attack it. First of all, you can use the math in Mm -hmm. your favor and start earlier. Secondly, you can think about your lifestyle during retirement. What do you think most people age 55, 60 have in mind for their retirement? What are they thinking they're going to do on a daily, yearly, monthly, whatever basis? So I'm glad you bring that up because I, I try all the time to try to make sure that people think about this more specifically and deliberately than what they typically would. No doubt. Most people think that they're going to retire and they're going to travel a couple of times a year, maybe go see the grandkids, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, what are you going to do the rest of the time? You're going to sit around and watch TV? (laughs) Memorize gun smoke? Right. 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 Nothing wrong with gun smoke, but every day? Sounds depressing to me, right? So I try to encourage people. I said, find a hobby. Find somewhere to volunteer Go get a part-time job if you're bored, right? Don't think that because you retire that you have to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. And the people that that I've seen over my career that say that they've had the most successful retirement are the ones that say, I don't know where I ever had time to work. There you go. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, being able to Mm -hmm. schedule your time, enjoy it Mm because it is retirement. But on the other hand, feel like you're doing something Mm -hmm. good. We're going to continue to this discussion. A couple, two more lurking issues we see in most people's lives from the advice. 
Thank you for being with us at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley here. So we're talking about some things that could be lurking in your financial life, like the slow drip down in the basement that you don't know about, and over time, you got a rotted floor choice. Mm -hmm. Those little things where the squirrel is living up in the attic and you don't know, and then all of a sudden, you know, the cable doesn't work because he's eaten through everything. Um, and so let's talk, we talked about some of those financial things lurking, starting early and having plenty saved and, you know, longevity. if you wait until age 50 to start, you're going to be, you know, probably at a, at a disadvantage because you've got to save so much going yeah. into it. Your lack of respect yeah. for the mathematics. Mm-hmm. We talked about longevity, mm-hmm. about how long people actually are living, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think one of the other big uh, lurking financial woes that would uh, face most retirees mm. is going to be uh, the the cost associated with health care mm. and specifically long-term care, Okay, right? right. Um, I think that many individuals, um, especially in the baby boom generation, okay. um, have had some kind of dealings with this with their own parents, right? right? So they're a little bit more educated now than, say, a generation prior. Because most people, you've, mm-hmm. you stop the average 30- or 40-year-old mm-hmm. on the street and you say, tell me about Medicare Part A. Yeah, they've got no clue. <laughs> right? right? Mm-hmm. No clue. What about Medicare Part B? Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. Plan C or whatever? Plan right. G? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a part and a plan? We don't know. That's right. But all that's lurking out there. It is. It's coming. And what happens if I have a stroke when I'm 80? Exactly. Is that expensive? Very. Um, and some uh, individuals have had that experience with their own parents or somebody that they love and they're taking care of, right? Mm-hmm. So they've been through that process and they've had to learn as they go and, and you know uh, get consultations and advice from, from professionals, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I would say that many individuals have not had that experience. Mm-hmm. Many, many individuals have not had that, that experience, uh, nor do they know what they need to be preparing for. Yeah. So, so yeah. the question is, is, uh, you know, you as a 60 year old, mm-hmm. um, do you go ahead and start that conversation about long-term care? Ooh. What are your health needs going to be in retirement and well, on I'm through retirement up in the morning and taking a jog? I'm yeah. not worried about what's going to mm-hmm. happen when I'm 85, yeah. but you're telling me I should. Well, what about Christopher Reeve who fell off a horse, Ooh. you know, and broke his neck younger than I am. Yeah. Uh, it's Superman. Yeah. You know, so that, that would be uh, a couple of different things. One of them, long-term care. The other one, disability. Ooh. Right? Because he was still in his working prime and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Probably had a number of movies ahead of him, uh-huh. uh, but yeah. fell off a horse, broke yeah. his neck, uh-huh. didn't have income coming in. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I'm not guaranteed that that won't happen to me. I hope uh-huh. it doesn't. Right. I'm trying to do everything I can, drive mm-hmm. safely and do a little jog and eat fairly well. But I don't know if all that's going to work. I'm just trying to do everything I can, living through the glass dimly mm-hmm. or whatever, sure. to uh, borrow a, a quote from the antiquities. Speaking mm-hmm. of the antiquities, there is an example that will actually back up what you just said. Mm-hmm. So uh, it says that a wise man, if he knew that a robber were coming, would prepare his home. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are some lurking robbers coming, bud. Mm-hmm. There are. And right now, you can prepare your home. Mm-hmm. 
You know, if, if you knew that a robber was coming to your house tonight, somebody's going to come and try to rob your house tonight, mm-hmm. you're probably going to put your kids and your family in a certain room. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to lay out a couple of implements. You're yep. probably going to call mm-hmm. the cops. You're probably going to turn on all the lights. You're, I, you may not call the cops. Some people <laughs> may be looking forward to that. Yeah. So Finally, I've got my chance. <laughs> you know? I got to use this yep. shotgun. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. But there are some things you would be doing. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there are some of these lurking things uh, are coming to most of our finances that we can be preparing. Well, first of all, we need to under- understand that the income that I have now might not just be for only spending now. Mm-hmm. It may be for laying up ammunition for the future. Sure. Huh? Mm-hmm. In a couple of these situations. So this long-term care thing, is expensive, like hundreds and thousands per month. If if there is uh, one major cause or event or um, bad event that could happen to derail the plans of people's retirement, mm-hmm. I think it's the cost associated with long-term care mm-hmm. or long-term um, medical needs. All right. So you're talking about in my house, somebody yep. come to help take care of me. Right. We're talking about an assisted living. Nursing home. All, you know, all, all of those would be lumped into long-term care. rehab, all yep. that. Yeah. And when you look at maybe a facility that's going to cost five to $8,000 a month, you know, that, that's substantial. Yeah. yeah. You can take mm-hmm. 50 or or $100,000 out of somebody's yeah. estate mm-hmm. per year. Right. Really quickly. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is one of the lurking things I think is happening to the average American. So not only does it take that much money out of somebody's estate, mm-hmm. what does that do for the surviving spouse? Oh, good question. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you may think that you're well prepared, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. for long-term care, mm-hmm. retirement, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then you've got somebody who enters a long-term care facility, spends down a number of the assets trying to take care of that individual, and then for the surviving spouse, doesn't have enough money to live. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, mom and dad thought they had everything planned mm-hmm. here. And then a circumstance happened to dad. We spent most of the wealth on dad. And mom's left. Uh, She's going to have to come to your house. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're being melodramatic. It's happening every day in America. Sure. And, you know, God bless those people who are going through it that didn't have a little bit of time to to fix these mm-hmm. lurking issues. But if you do, if you're one of those 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 year old, year old per- persons, this is your clarion call. This is your alert. There's a robber coming. Sure. Prepare your house. The last one is taxes. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are not prepared well for taxes. Right. There are a lot of people who have issues with the IRS. A lot of people have issues with their cash flow. A lot of small business owners just don't do it. They mm-hmm. don't prepare. They don't know. And so I, I'll give you an example. Let's say that, you know, you started a lawn mowing business 15 years ago and you bought the lawn mowers and you bought your trailers and you bought a truck to, and, and you've invested and you've been able to depreciate and your accountants helped you and everything. And then daddy Warbucks there comes along and says, you know what, Bubba? 
I see that you're getting closer to retirement. Mm-hmm. You're not mowing as many yards, yeah. but I have a, a nephew that mm-hmm. would love your business. I'm going to give you a quarter of a million dollars. Right. Are you going to take $250,000 home? No, you're not. What? No, because you owe capital gains on, on the sale of that business. Ooh. Ooh. So you could give up mm-hmm. 10, 15% of that money? Now I would say you might be able to keep two fifty if uh, if you take it all in cash and <laughs> you know move to a non extradition country, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But most people they're just thinking, hey, there's two hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars Daddy Warbucks gave mm-hmm. me. That's really gonna help me. Now I can take the part time job at the greeter at Walmart that I've always wanted to do, yeah. and I'm gonna be able to retire. Mm-hmm. If you were planning on having the two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars, you're probably going to need to ask him for two seventy five or three hundred, right? Because the tax yeah. man cometh, and and that's assuming that you've got a daddy Warbucks that wants to come along and buy this business, mm. which is a big if. Mm. What if we don't? Mm-hmm. Can we sell it to somebody else? Right. Are we going to have to wind it down and have nothing to show for yep. it? Can we find our nephew? Mm-hmm. Hopefully sell it to him, but we may have to give it to him if we haven't prepared it well. Right. And there are ways to prepare a business for a sale and make it more attractive and things that you may need to think about related to that if that's close to your situation. But that's just one example of how that I think taxes sometimes is a surprise to people. Now, most of us know when we go to, to work, we're going to have to pay income taxes. They're going to take it out. At most jobs, they're going to take the federal and the state out, and we're going to get the net take home. We kind of understand that. But there are other things, other circumstances in your life that can mm-hmm. occur. Uh, you need to consider taxes and ask somebody, uh, hey, if I do this transaction, will there be taxes owed? All of those are things that are looking, lurking, and maybe there are some more in your financial life that we want you to help and be prepared for from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertop. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.